one. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Nerds of Legend. Apparently, with our spooky season episode of ghost stories from our childhoods. Radio DJ. That's kind of what I was going for. (laughs) What we need late at night. We're going to have some hard for our, for our late night. That sleepless hour is close at hand. No. Oh, I see. Now that, now the radio DJ just had sex with Vincent Price. <laughs> you can call in and talk to Ben, but it costs $3 a minute. Right? Yes. <laughs> so, for us... Are you having, are you anyway, without you? these two mooks, I'm Ben. Next to me is Brennan. Below me is Joel. Welcome back to Nerds of Legend. We're going to be doing some spooky ghost stories. I thought I'd try and do some ambiance, but apparently these guys <laughs> suck ball sacks. So we're just going to move on and uh, let's just get into the episode. Uh, a couple things. Uh, just so you know, uh, our next episode is going, our next book talk is going to be about Escape from Undermountain uh, by, I can't remember the name of the author, but if you search for that, there's only one, Mark Anthony. Um, so we're going to be doing that. Uh, we don't know if we're going to be, it's uh, up in the air on what's going on for this week for D&D because Will has had his little butt of bundle of joy. Juniper. Named Juniper. So uh, she's, as far as I think, I believe she's home now, right? Everything all good? I I talked to them yesterday and they were still in the NICU. Okay. Um, I don't know if they're home today. I'm trying not to bother them too much and let them settle in. Yeah. So the numbers look good and the little girl looked like she was doing well. She just was a big baby and she needed to settle. So that's good. So we're going to be getting into that. And, um, Without further ado, let's get into our episode. Joel, you were the one that came up with this topic of local ghost stories, chores from our childhoods. Uh, would you like to take us off? Um, I don't have a particular story, but I can come up with one. Um, okay. What got me thinking of this topic is the Halloween is a specific time of year where we all like as children. It was very serious. Like we used to, like, oh, what is our costume? What is our what is the stories? Like, how do, there, how do I optimize my candy intake? And I wasn't allowed. Hall? Yet. Oh I yeah, allowed to retreat because I was raised in the middle of the satanic panic. Uh, so even knowing candy was at around Halloween. That explains so much. It really does. It really does. <laughs> um. And why my daughter and my children have like three costumes apiece. What are you doing? We're fucking maximizing. You're making up for my childhood. God damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I just, I remember, it, it remembers the time where everybody had a ghost story. Everybody had like a spooky story. And what was really cool about being raised in the sat- satanic panic, my stories didn't have to make sense at all. Satanists were just doing Satanist shit. They're like, what are you doing? Being evil? What for? Mm-hmm. Evil, evil, evil. Yeah. Suddenly, suddenly, it's like Mermaid Man's arch nemesis. You know, evil. So it got me thinking. Let's share some of our stories. Uh, we went. We've done a set. We've done local lore. But what are the stories we told each other? I'll yeah. start out again. Yeah. Uh, like, and I really feel bad in hindsight for this person. 
We didn't know his name. We just decided he was the old man with the little blue barn. And it was actually a shed, but it was a barn back in the day. Mm-hmm. And You were little, so it looked like a barn. I would say like 10-ish, give or take. Like yeah. like old enough to, to bullshit and be a dick. Yeah. But, you know, not old enough to know better. Yeah. And there was this old man in Papa Girl that we just mercilessly tormented because somebody, like a friend of a friend of a cousin of a friend, saw him twisting kittens' heads off in a satanic ritual. Like, that's what he did. Like, they said he would bring them home in bagfuls and twist them off. So we just were like, he was the witch, the wizard of, like, you know, like oh the, the demon. You guys, you guys are straight out of an '80s movie. It's like this is right. old man Jenkins all over again. This guy, this kid, this kid saw that in a movie, and he's like, "Hmm, who's the creepy old guy?" They <laughs> called him the Twist Top. Right? It wasn't even creepy. It was just a dude mm-hmm. that was sitting there. We're all like, "You worship the devil, or don't get our like." You're an old bachelor living alone. Therefore, you're a creep. No, we didn't even know that. We just knew he had a blue shed that looked like a barn, and that's obviously where evil happens. And I was, that story actually, because I was, when I thought about this episode was, I was driving in Papa Grove and I saw that. I was like, man, I wonder what that old bastard's up to. <laughs> like, I, we, he's probably dead, but like, man, we were horrible. Yeah. We were so horrible. what would what, what you guys do? What would you do to this poor guy? No, it just, it was very well, we just would make sure that he knew that he was a. He was a know, witch. He was like, a witch hmm. or a warlock or some form of, some form of, you know. Like, I don't know, motivationless devil. Jeez, was everybody in this town in this cult you were in? No, no, oh. no, it wasn't. It was, they do, I'm telling you, the satanic panic was wild. It was a small town where reading is for nerds. So, so that's why, so that's literally why. You should read. So that's literally why, like, every 80s movie had, like, the old guy that yeah. lived down on the corner in the Rendon house. He either, he either A, knew everything because he used to practice dark magic. Or B, was the head of some dark magic or satanic cult. Yeah, that was back when Satanism had nothing to do with nothing except for just being evil for no reason. Mm. And it's like, what do you like? My uh, the, the church I went to at the time very much liked to, to go on this. And they would tell me, be like, like, of course, gays were also all satanic at this time. Every single one of them was satanic we know that's not true and it's not their choice and it's it's a they're born that way so we we all understand however we're going back to yes joe we we know you're a bigot and all that stuff we're just gonna move (laughs) but back then like we had classes where they would be like you know people that are gay practice dark magic and murder puppies like that's their entire Mm. lifestyle they have no time for working just dark magic and probably murder and stupid mm. shit like that. Just like evil for evil's sake. And hate I, I, the other. Yeah, just hate whatever. But it's but it has to be satanic, and that mm. was what was, and that was what was the most important thing. But it had no focus. Like there was no point. Like yeah. Rock Cut State Park, you know where you, where you're at. Like yeah. that's where if you found a deer mutilated because it obviously got hit by a fucking semi because it was and then got eaten by eaten by, eaten by coyotes. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Are we fun of mutilated Devil worship. Devil worship, yes. Mm. I don't know how many times we had emergency chapel services where they're like, I was on 173 and I saw a mutilated corpse of a deer. Obviously, devil worship. And I was like, why is there a, 
Why is there a Peterbilt on the side of it? Like, it looks... <laughs> <laughs> why, why is there a license plate stuck to the yeah, side? Why is, there, why is there a license plate? They're like, the devil is also a brand whore. Yeah. He only likes certain semis. For, for, he, he wears Prada. He wears Prada. For, and drives a big truck. So, for me, uh, I think my... So, like, I came from, like, a rural town, of even more rural than Joel's place is. Uh, and we we had, for us, abandoned buildings... You know, abandoned farmhouses, abandoned oh barns. My God. Oh, great. Everywhere. You know, yeah. so like the wild one, which I think this was just probably my buddy riling us up. I was at a buddy's house one time. Was, we were probably nine, ten or whatever. And like we like he had he had like this rundown barn on, on, on his on their property. And we weren't supposed to go in there. And obviously, you know, to little kids. It's not, you can't go, you're not supposed to go in there to a little kid. It's obviously not because it's dangerous and is probably going to fall in on itself. It's because it's haunted. So there's one day we were, you know, unsupervised. We went into the barn, climbed up onto the second, the up in the hayloft, and we had all psyched each other up so much. We were like, oh. Do you feel that? You know, it's it's just bright. Of, it's like fucking three o'clock in the afternoon yeah, in the summer. But I remember those adventures. And, and you'd go in there and you're like, oh, it's like, I'm feeling real bad, guys. It's, you know, you know, yeah. like we'd psyched each other up so much. And I was sitting there and we're, we're, we're like, you know, it's probably filled with mice. So you hear a noise and you're like, ah, mm-hmm. it's like, ah, that's obviously the ghost. Uh, we freaked each other out so much where we were just like we went up in there and we we like one of us got sick when we got came out like because we were so freaked out and obviously it was ghosts because it was uh, paranormal activity it was probably because we were freaked out because the floorboards were creaking and about felt like they were about to fall in so our you know lizard brain was like get out before you die but to mention nothing grows mildew molds and spores faster than old abandoned buildings yeah that's probably (laughs) it's probably just high on much on on fucking mold spores just like oh god we're gonna die (laughs) yeah Another one, uh, I, had a, I had another buddy who's, uh, you know, another thing in rural areas where there's farmhouses and places that have been around for a while, random graveyards. So I had a buddy really that- Really little. Yeah. They're really little. They're like five to 12 headstones, and they're all yeah. like from 18-something, yeah. that's it. Yeah, I had a buddy that uh, he showed us a picture of a, he had taken over the graveyard and there was like uh, spirit light orbs over it. And it was probably just fucking fireflies. But, you know, back in the day, it was that good old like the only camera we cameras we had were those disposable ones. So it looked, you know, it looked like there were orbs. It was probably just dust and, and fireflies. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, flash up the yeah, yeah. Um, that's but that's the extent of like my. Uh, haunting stuff. We're always, we're always a big, um, mm-hmm. a big like they're they're wonderful places. Going as you're telling the story, like I remember mm-hmm. sneaking into the random spaces all over because, like, when I was a kid, there was 700 people in my town, and yeah. so like, like we had we had buildings everywhere and like woods and abandoned like houses that were built in the middle of nowhere. Not to mention a train track that went to fucking nowhere, and. 
it so like that excitement of being like, let's go, we're gonna see this. Like, yeah, like, everything is an adventure. Like, like the Goonies was a thing yeah. back then. Like, you really thought like you could walk outside, like go to, to go down like half a mile, take a right, find a cave, and then be like, there's a pirate ship. No, the fuck, there's not. The Goonies is a terrible plotted movie. It's like a D and D adventure, just like laid out. But we all thought that shit was possible. Like, we all thought, like, that was there. So, like, I've taken the journeys to the abandoned houses, mansions, barns, all of those. And, yeah, every mm-hmm. time it's, you know, see who's braver. It was actually just suicide attempts, I realize now as an adult. Go over there yeah. and break that, burn this, hit that, swing on that rope. Yeah. 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 We um, Other one that was fun, um, we had a – I went to a Benedictine high school. So we were talking, we were talking a, like a, they've had monks living on this like abbey and this monastery grounds for probably since the 1800s, um, this, how long this, um, monastery has been there. And, uh, we had, um, like that, that building, we'd go there at night and holy shit, like, you know, it's old building, creaky as fuck, um, but there was uh we had a story about um among this the like the stage crew people about uh, this guy brother Otto who was this uh monk who had passed away like years and years ago but if you go to if you were up by, by backstage at certain times by yourself you're all you're you were destined to hear something <laughs> and that happened at least once to me and you know it freaks out is again probably rodents <laughs> up in the up in the up in the like hidden among all the the theater stuff but that's that was always a fun one to freak out all the freshmen with it with all the stories of all these monks that passed away in, in this building and stuff but so me and joel have told do you do you got any ghost stories for us brendan at, i'm looking at brendan right now brendan looks like he's got one he so, was like, um, I was raised in civilization. The Ghostbusters lived down the street. Never mind. Ours yeah. was well maintained. Most of my childhood was uh, Chicago land, so mm-hmm. it was it wasn't nearly as remote. Um, mm-hmm. Grew up in the Catholic tradition, so a, a lot of that is based on uh, <laughs> fear and loathing and, and that sort of thing. <laughs> um, we used to play flashlight tag, and so so we. I grew up. I I lived in Chicago until I was about four. When I was like five, I moved out to the suburbs and we had an enclosed housing development. So there were multiple kids who, you know, we knew where everybody lived because we all had to get together in the mornings and get on the school bus. So I knew, hey, like Nick Riker lives over there and, and whoever lives over there and, you know, and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, and so what happened is occasionally we'd, we'd get together in the fall and we'd play flashlight tag. So, so everyone would get their flashlights out and we, you'd all start one place and one person was usually it mm. and you had to, you know, flash the light on them to, to get them out. And then we, and then we'd all meet in the same place or, or we'd play sardines, which is like, yeah, yeah you all yeah, hide in the, there. hide in the spot. Yeah. 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 And, and we were kids and we were rambunctious and we knew there were only so many of us. And once you're out, you can't be running around flashing your light anymore. And there were more lights than kids oh <laughs> and, and everyone would be out and then there'd still be and so i mean i remember us sprinting home i remember us freaking out i remember my brother and i climbing up into a tree and like waiting to see if 
something would go by kind of thing. We found out later, um, a lot of the, there were a lot of like bachelors or single adults that lived in these townhomes that would just like screw with the kids. <laughs> yeah, you know that. I was like, I was like, there's a story here. I was like, it's going to be some guy fucking with you. <laughs> there, there was a dude, because when we were in Catholic school, we had to go door to door and like sell raffles. And so the guy like knew us and he was, he would just walk out with his flashlight and just screw, and go back in his house and we're just sitting there. <laughs> Sweating. It's like stop flashing lights in my windows, you fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are running around screaming. It's just so annoying. <laughs> Early on, when we were uh, trick or treating. We we're maybe seven or eight. We by by the time we were in high school, you know, we had grown out of it. But when we were really young, we were trick or treating. And one of the houses, occasionally, someone's not home. They leave candy out. So instead of a bowl, they left out a bunch of uh, orange and black baggies. Mm. Like along the along the, the the wall of the patio, and it's a take one. So my brother and I take one, and oh, we're like, we're like this candy. I think this candy is going bad, and 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 we we continue to like pile up candy and candy, and it's like this uh this candy I think is rotten. Something something's not right about this. So we go home and we're, we're partitioning out our candy from our our plastic buckets and like. Yeah. Something's wrong with these. So we get to the bags, like the orange and I have an orange baggie, my brother's black baggie. We open them. The dude had collected his dog's excrement for like weeks on end for Halloween, packaged them up like by the dozens, and just was handing this stuff out to all the kids. Just, I mean, he didn't even hand it out. The dude just left it out and it tricked a bunch of kids into bringing it home. So I remember. <laughs> how long was. You, you have to wonder, like, how long was this guy planning this and what did he have against children and Halloween in particular? Right, like, <laughs> like, it, was in, it was industrial. There were dozens of these bags. Like, this, this has been. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Shades, nice. <laughs> it's like, what, what? Like, this guy had a hatred for, for a children's holiday so, yeah. so severe that he's like, He's like, I'm going to handle dog shit for weeks. <laughs> I, remember, I remember my mom. She was like, no apples. Like, you know, make sure the wrappers mm-hmm. are closed. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, this is the age of kids on milk curtains and everything. So that only added. Well, yeah, you pick, up the, you pick up those like that, like that whole bag baggie of stuff. And you're like, oh, man, this is a good haul. This probably got like eight pieces of candy in here. <laughs> and, and, and then uh, body heat start to warm up. It gets start to. Get it, get a smoke. <laughs> yeah. I remember, um, I didn't grow up with cable, so I on Sunday evenings they had like Masterpiece Theater or whatever. I watched the original 50s cut of Attack of the Body Snatchers, uh. not the Donald Sutherland one, but the old 50s, like anti communism one, uh. you know, yeah, where, where, where it's like the pod people they are completely complacent, they don't question authority, you know, it yeah. was just the over the head metaphor. But when you're like six or seven. I had a bunk bed with my brother, and I was on the top. I would I would lock the door to the bedroom to the point where my mom in the morning was like, "Can you open the door?" And I would lie against the wall in the crease of the mattress as far away from the door as possible. Oh I was gosh. just like away from the door because I'm like, dude, that's the one thing. Um, like nightmares, you can be scared in your dreams, but as you get older, you start to realize that their dreams and reality is reality. But when I'm unconscious, I can't I can't protect myself. I can't control what happens to me when I'm asleep. Yeah. And that, that the intersection of understanding that at a very young age and, and the idea of being replaced or or consumed in your sleep was terrifying to me. 
so I feel like uh, I feel like a lot of a lot of ghost stories, a, a lot of efficacy of scary stories in my environment. Where I mean, it, we've talked about mythology in the past and civilizations yeah. trying to explain things they don't understand. It's the same vein for scary stories, trying to explain phenomena like uh, yeah. a flashlight tag. We we were terrified for weeks of like were there spirits playing flashlight tag with us? You know, yeah. um, explanations for. Stuff, well, you, know? you were you were raised by pretty zealous like religious parents too weren't you yeah so so, so yeah it, it was it was catholic until like seventh eighth grade and then and then and then she jumped on the crazy train yeah yeah mine seventh eighth grade they decided to jump away from that and go to lutheran where they're like do you know how to read and they're like yep they're like oh let's check this out intersect somewhere in the middle oh yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like I I got the I got the evangelical smack in the middle of the satanic panic and it was fantastic. Like we used to have chapels where the the teacher would be like, "I died last night, went to heaven." I'm like, "No, you didn't. You don't have a lesson plan, and so you're just gonna <laughs> bullshit. That's what you're doing. Shut the fuck up and make us draw apples again." But I didn't say that because at the time you're like, "Wow, really? You must be so close to God," not realizing that they're all fucking horrible. But no, you talk about the invasions of the body snatchers, and that reminds mm-hmm. me. My parents had a pond. Oh yeah. Um, and my older brother was a bastard. I mean, I, I he's he's awesome. He's all right, but like at this time, he was a bastard. <laughs> and the neighbor, and the neighbor did. So the neighbor uh, and I were like the same age, but he had a brother that was the same age as my brother. Mm-hmm. And so they would get together and tell these long, drawn-out tales. About how as soon as it gets turned fall, like the 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 there's the creature in the pond comes out in search of victims, and that's why my twin brother is no longer around because he got caught. And I was like, uh, he's like, that's why you're so weird is because you're meant to have a twin. And I was like, oh my god, everything makes sense now. And but it's because it's this. You never questioned why didn't mom and dad ever tell yeah, me about it? Yeah, they never fucking tell me about it. They're like, your sister died too. I was like, oh my god, I had another sister. Jesus Christ, my parents need to have gotten cable earlier. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, that was just another torment. Man, kids are mean. The eighties were just kids being mean to each other and old people. Over yeah, there. I. Uh, <laughs> yeah, since I didn't have a whole lot of stories from my childhood, I decided to uh, look up some old haunted. Haunted stories from from my area of my childhood, uh, I and I found one I'd forgotten about. Uh, uh, there was uh, there's this there's this pub in LaSalle, Illinois called Ninth Street Pub, and uh, there's this old lady that lived uh, adjacent to the pub, and she complained about the noise all the time. I mean, that's what you get for deciding to like get a house next to a bar. Um, and I've been, like I've been to, problem, I, I've yeah. been to this place, but I mean, I think it's more like the, it's, it's, this is one of those old, old pubs that they converted in like from a house into a bar. No, like, those this are, is before those are the, smallest those are the best the ones. Yeah. Those are the best ones. Honestly, I, I, I found one recently in Rockford and it's awesome. <laughs> they have bumper pool, <laughs> but, uh, there's a, so there's this old lady that lived next to the pub she complained about the noise all the time. So after she died, the guy that owned the pub purchased bought her place and turned it into addition to an addition to the pub to like expand. Um, and there was, but there was a staff member uh, 
So this is this is a story, but uh, there's a staff member who's much too young to remember this old lady. Uh, got a fright when he met with her ghost at one point. Um, but uh, he walked into the pub area that used to be her house and heard an old woman's voice. So what the hell are you doing here? And then, but no one was visible at the time. So I mean, it's probably someone messing with them. But like, so like. Um, but like there's been I've 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 heard stories about this of like every once in a while you'll hear like get down with that racket and stuff like that going on at the at this place uh sl- doors slamming and stuff because I mean I mean this owner's asking for it you know take over the house of the old lady that used to complain about your bar all the time and just like turn it into more bar <laughs> in our in our youth I think it's we're more receptive to scary stories because mm-hmm. Again, we're you know we're more imaginative because we have nothing to do but to fill our fill our time with ideas. And but, it feels possible. Yeah, but it feels possible because mm-hmm. the limitations of what are what's real and what's possible we don't fully understand yet. So, in that gray, that's that's where the scary stuff comes in. Yeah. If you're if you're not in the states, you might have this in Canada. But we grew up with um, I know Ben and I had Scholastic Book Club. Mm. So they passed around little booklets and you could use your pocket change and you could basically order books you could pick up at school and they had little book fairs and you could go into the library and buy, buy stuff and bring it home, that sort of thing. And I made the mistake of buying a particular book. This guy. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if you got this. Oh, yeah. We read all of those. Like, that was. If there Mr. were there Elon were like three of them. Talk about them. There were like three of them, and there was a compendium, and and I and I got all three, and I made the they mistake. were legit creepy. Yes, they were, yeah. the art art, and it was especially terrifying. Yeah, not for know. children. No, well, I mean, <laughs> they, they sold it to children, but it yeah. was not for children. It was absolutely terrifying. Um, but yeah, it just takes root the ideas from those stories. There, there's one story, uh, but the the Taily Poe, and there's this guy who was hunting in the woods and. He 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 shot at this animal. He thought it was a raccoon, but it was like, "Oh, my taily po!" And it talked and it ran away. And so he had shot the tail off. And so he took it home and he ate it. And he had like three dogs with him. And he went to bed in his cabin. He heard scratching outside, and he let his dogs out. And then in the morning, only two came back. And this Whoa. proceeds. The next evening, it happens again. One dog comes back. The last evening, you're scratching at the door. The door opens, and the taily po says, "I want my taily po back." And jumps at him and rips his stomach out and 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 that's just like one story yeah out of like 15 of them of just like people being ruthlessly gutted and all that stuff and, you, and you're like eight and nine and you're like and they're short pass. so you're just yeah, like yeah. you're just inundated by these because you, you can't stop reading it's like it's like a you, car crash and then all of a sudden you've got all these like things in your head you're like ah! of the scary stories to tell in the dark that got me um it comes in different iterations, but it's essentially like, where's my toe? Do you remember that one? Yeah. Or it's yeah. like thumb or toe or whichever one, but like this person finds this giant toe and they take it home and they cook it and eat it. But you're like, who the fuck would do that? But what is wrong with you people? Right. <laughs> but like there's a there was a number of stories like that. Like like uh you find this random thing and it's connected to some like dead entity or some monster or something like that and that was always that was a point a particular fear of mine because i was a junk collector as a child mm. anything neat i had a rock collection i didn't have a rock collection i had a box full of weird shaped rocks but like i had toy i would collect like like little 
electrical pieces, like all kinds of stuff I would collect and keep and look at them and examine. And then that story would always pop in my head of like, where is my whatever the fuck it is? And like that, that was the story of all of those. They're like, where is my toe? That one was the one that, that always freaked me out the most because it found you. Like no matter what it was, it found where you were. It found you. You couldn't hide it. You couldn't get away. It would get in your house. It would get in your room. And it would tell you, you took my shit. And then you, I would assume you would die, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that was more than like the ghost stories of like the lady in white and all of the other things, like the, the phantom riders and stuff like that. Those weren't as scary to me, but the, the like things that could come into your house, through your door, through your window, into your house and get whatever you took from them or believe you took from them. Like, so I was like terrified. And there was, because in the middle of nowhere, there's like animal bones and everything. So you find a meat skull. I never touched those. I left that shit right over there because that's not coming in my house. <laughs> like the, the you sca- see the, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say the scariest thing to me as a kid, I you have a tendency to overthink and, and rationalize as a child. And for example. I do that now. Yeah. The, <laughs> like, <laughs> my, for a good six months, my mom would not turn on the radio in the car. During the Monica Lewinsky incident, and so you I had no idea. Need to learn about dick sucking. I had no idea what was going on, <laughs> and so, so there's just hubbub at school, and kids trying to decipher it on their own. And essentially, all I all I I arrived at the conclusion that the president was not at fault because all he was doing was oral sex, which was talking about it over a phone, like uh, uh, so he was just talking about it since he wasn't actually having sex in the White House. He was okay, and that's why nothing happened. <laughs> And and it, that's amazing. <laughs> you know, it makes total sense. You rationalize it. I, I mean, I I thought that women would stand on a foundation to put on their makeup. I thought the foundation was like a stool. Oh, you know. damn it, so, Brendan. So I'm, I'm just, I was 11, man. So so, <laughs> so you, you know, you fill in the cracks, and 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 ideas make perfect sense, perfect sense to you, which would otherwise terrify you. And that's what makes the stories so much more potent. I think the scariest one to me was very simply Hansel and Gretel. I mean, um, my dad said I was German. We had a bunch of Hansel and Gretel, um, Hans Christian Andersen, Brothers Grimm, all this stuff, which were created, a large amount of them were created just to keep kids in line. Yeah, yeah, and, and out of the fucking woods. And, and you could tell why. Like, <laughs> what, what scared me the most about Hansel and Gretel was the fact that every adult around me every person in a position of authority was giving me candy <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially around halloween so it's like so you're like how do you rationalize that he's gonna eat these kids it's like you don't know it really inundated in me you don't did they, know did they give it to me like here you go you skinny little shit here. it's the thing i've always been i've always been like gumby i've always been very mm-hmm. skinny and so every adult for 20 odd you're years not like, good eating at all brendan have they're them. obviously and you're Brennan's like they're obviously trying to fatten me up, right? Right. They're good like at- a Werther's original. It's the only way to get some meat on your bones. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, every time, every time there was a, a parent or something, I'm like, I don't know. Mm, why are you giving me candy? <laughs> yeah, so some, right. Sometimes it's the simplest stories that are the most efficient because all you have to do is fill in the cracks yourself. Yeah, and they never, they're never make any sense like cannibalism was a real problem when i was a child like people like <laughs> you hear these stories especially back in the same you know like keep saying the satanic panic people did evil for evil's sake so like 
Cannibalism was the thing that they like to throw around. Listen to rock music. Yeah. Why do I? Why do I feel like this is just something that you guys, you guys, you weirdos were trying to throw shade on Catholics or something? No, no, they were satanic too from the church I was at. So don't worry. Everything was. If they didn't go to first assembly of God, they were satanist. <laughs> did, did, yeah, did you, that's did the you, only kind that were satanists and whoever went to the church I went to. That's it. Did you did you guys ever get the Jack Chick tracks in your candy? Where? No, we it was a, it was a hard no go for any of them. Like the kids were like actually okay. like okay. like if they went trick or treating on Halloween, like they had to go to chapel the next day and okay. confess their sins of obvious um, saint worship. You know, as as an as a nerd uh, hangout, we play D and D, and you know, try mm-hmm. to play on the weekly. You know, you know about Darkest Dungeons. So yeah. Jack Chick, the guy who made the evangelical paper flip book tracks, there there were specific ones for Halloween, and so sometime on occasion, I'd have them thrown in with my candy. So you know, wait, wait. Um, so they would talk. They would give you Christian literature, yes. while giving you Halloween candy. Yes, yeah. in the in the buckets. So see, so, I wish they would just stick with the bullshit that they say that they give drugs out with their candy because that would. I never got razor blades. I never got drugs. I never got kidnapped. All I got. Dude, every high, year. High See, fructose corn syrup, vanillin, and anti-Catholic Protestant literature. <laughs> My favorite now is with Facebook, because now you don't even have to read. It's like, is the, the warnings of, you know, don't don't go, uh, like, be sure to check your candy, because people are putting THC gummy, weed gummies as candy. And I'm like, they're $90 for five. No, the fuck they're not. Yeah. Like, nobody <laughs> right? Kind of, I saw one the other day. It was like, check your children's fun dip. They could be replacing it with cocaine. <laughs> where? Who the fuck is doing? Where? I'm gonna go to this neighborhood. Right? I was like, I was, Cocaine was expensive in we, the '80s. We joked. Yeah. We joked about that. And, like in the in the aftermath of like, I was I was one of those kids that had dare and 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 yeah, grade school. Dare. Yeah, and I graduated then, there fourth grade. Yeah. Uh, that's as much good as it did. Uh, <laughs> it, it taught me how to buy drugs. I had no yeah. idea what I was doing. Dude, right. I, I swear to God, typically taught me how to buy drugs. I was promised when I switched from Christian school to public school that I was gonna get. They're like, they're gonna force. Yeah, me. it's like, where's my free? Where's my free drugs? Dude, I, <laughs> I never got any free drugs. <laughs> they said I was gonna get sex forced on me and drugs. No, I had to search for both of those. <laughs> <laughs> fucking lied. I thought drugs were going to be super easy to get. They were right. not. Uh, not in the beginning. Man. <laughs> and no, nobody's nobody's sharing their stash with a 14-year-old. Come on. Right. No way. <laughs> no way. Yeah. No way. All right. We've, yeah, we derailed. We, we derailed a little bit, but... Uh, the I, I've, thing is, is like, that's as, what Halloween As long as it's funny. As long, it doesn't yeah. matter as long as it's yeah, funny. Yeah, I got, I got another uh, got another haunted uh, place in LaSalle, Illinois. LaSalle had a bunch of them. Um, so there's this one. It's the the Kaskaskia Hotel. I've been to this place. Again, uh, it's, uh, it was opened in 1916, and uh, there's a local story of a... There's apparently there was a young woman who committed suicide... Uh, by jumping from the top floor in the 20s. Um, some say that she was pushed by her boyfriend. Um, 
it is said that some that employees there would hear the click of her heels in the hallways and the elevator would work by itself. Uh, the, ho- the hotel was closed in 2001, but it's currently being renovated. But I just I, I, I read a bunch of these different like abandoned hotel or haunted hotel stories. And uh, every single one of them depends on the elevator working by itself. And I feel like when when it's an old uh, old hotel, I was like, maybe they should just check the wiring of the elevator. It's like maybe that would solve that problem. But uh, who knows? <laughs> no. no, you shut up. Oh yeah, I guess I guess I'm just dumb. Uh, so okay, now for an actual ghost story from my area. There you and go. We did an episode. We did blood. Are you talk, about to talk about Blood's Point Road? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, what, what, what shocked me is, like, we had two roads. That Ours was, since we were heavily rural, most of our hauntings and our ghost stories were, like, our big ghost stories, the one that we all agreed on, were roads, particularly two. Uh, one was McCurry Road, which was, again, a giant bar that was filled with what? Satanists. Mm-hmm. What were they doing? Satanist stuff. Mm-hmm. We, nobody, nobody had any information past that. Just there's a big barn. And apparently the barn had a giant pentagram on it. And I looked for it constantly and never saw the pentagram barn. But You know what it probably was? Teenagers partying. Yeah, yeah, probably was teenagers it was, partying. It was, it was rock music and course but light. I, and, yeah. But I did remember my first girlfriend that I was there. We were driving. We weren't paying attention where we were going. And she's like, we pulled off to fool around. And uh, it was like unnaturally quiet. And then I realized it was McCurry Road. And then in my mind, it was like it got like super cold. And this it did. It got super cold. And like you could feel like I thought there was like people touching me and so like we drove off naked and didn't even finish what we were doing. Do I was like, it was know so... about Dude, <laughs> No, honestly. We yeah, I was like, it's it's just because it's cold. She's like, it's ninety-seven degrees. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> so <laughs> But no, it was it was I I do remember that poignantly. Like we we're driving and I we stopped and we saw the barn. It didn't have the marking on it, but um, we were so like had hyped ourselves up after we realized where we were at that we thought mm-hmm. I could feel hands touching me while I was there. Yeah, and I was like, ah, uh, that's not your hands because it feels like a whole bunch of them, and it felt like little hands, which was even creepier. Yeah, and uh, so I left there. And then the other one, the other road was Blood's Point Road. Blood's Point mm-hmm. Road. Was, I was shocked. It's a fun out. one. Is like. On one of the most haunted places in America, yeah. and but then the but the story of Blood's Point that I learned as a child is not the one it's known for. Uh-huh. The one it's known for is known for um, I believe it was a witch that lived near the Blood's Point Cemetery, and mm-hmm. the the children on the bridge. That's the story that it's known for. What I was told was there was a phantom truck on. Blood's so Point Road. there's there's of- they're all intermeshed yes, uh, but, yeah but we didn't hear about the other two we only heard about the phantom truck was if you get on it from genoa road if you get on it and head towards cherry valley so that would be east if you drive on it for more than a minute you're going to start you're going to get followed by a pair of headlights big headlights and they're going to get right up on you and they're going to tailgate you the whole way sometimes they'll like honk sometimes they'll do other things um, and then when you turn off, nothing is there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, 
and I was like, that doesn't sound that scary. And it did. We the first time I was there, it did happen. Like I not the truck. It was just something got right up on us and tailgated. And I don't. I was too freaked out and too stoned to be like, uh, let's stop and investigate. Because Dean Winchester, I am not. So one thing I kept on fucking going. One thing, this road, it's if you're not wanting to take the interstate, it's the fastest way to get out of town. Yeah. Like, people just shoom, zip down it, because there's only a couple stop signs on it. And uh, I actually, we, we we talked about this in our Bloods Point Road episode, but uh, I have a buddy who's who's friends with somebody who lives on, Blood, whose family lives on Bloods Point Road. And, and there is if you look if you look at the point <laughs> where these ghost stories started about this place, is when this kid was like... <laughs> And his family, like, first moved there because they got tired of people, like, coming and uh, checking out the haunting. Because basically th- there's a there's a few different things that happen on this road. Uh, there's um, there's tales of a giant. Uh, so the original. So, all right. I'm, I'm getting no, off no, tangent. There was a train crash. So there was a train crash. Yes. Uh, which yeah. there's no actually no fact uh, historical record of a bus full of kids ever getting killed and on the road. It's Thirty feet down to the track, so this yeah. would have to be like a massive train. Yeah, to hit this, this yeah. bus. But so still. so there's so there's this one, and then if you the the road was originally named after I think it's like William Blood, who was basically one of an early settler of Rockford. He like built a house on this road. Um. Uh, according to uh, urban legend or whatever, I, I, I can't remember if this was ever confirmed or not. The dude went crazy and w- became a family annihilator and killed himself and his whole family, um, which is like where the haunting started. There's right. um, the Joel. Joel also mentioned there's a mythical witch that uh, was supposedly uh, haunted one of the cemeteries on this road. Um, yeah. And then there's like the one story about like a clown. Maybe I've never heard the clown. That's it. probably like when when they had when they were doing the it uh yeah or, uh, or viral marketing scheme or juggalos. <laughs> Don't forget that. Yeah. Like, so there's basically the there's a there there's a lot of like stories revolving around this road. But so this guy who's who's friends with my buddy was like it's like oh yeah it's like we know about it because he asked him about it one day and he's like yeah we fuck with people. All the time, because they're always, it's always dumb teenagers parking in front of our house. (laughs) (laughs) So so they'll fucking sneak up to them, uh, sneak up to these dumb teenagers in the graveyard, like from the house, and just like do dumb shit. So like, you know, there's like, there's a story about a dog that'll follow you that's huge and satanic, you know, sort of uh, a la uh, Baskerville's. and then uh, there's apparently a bridge where if you look at it, apparently if you park your car on this bridge, push you. Yep. which is you'll get pushed. Mm-hmm. It's an optical illusion because it looks like you're parked on a flat plane, but you're actually it, a slight incline. So eventually your parked car will start rolling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because you got to do it in neutral. Yeah, you got to put your car in. You got to sit on this road, put your car in neutral, and eventually yep. your car will start rolling, <laughs> yeah. and you'll be there'll be that children's fingerprints one, like, on your yeah. on your bumper. <laughs> in Boone County, because I'm from Boone County, like Blood Point mm. Road is in Boone County, and uh, 
Like that was like a rite of passage. Like you had to go there and be like, did you see it? What'd you see? You know, yeah. and everybody would tell a story bigger than the next, you know. Like, well, it's fu- so the next yeah. time, you know, fucking Dracula and the Wolfman are fucking riding motorcycles and, you know, by you or something. Well, it's yeah, funny because if you look at, up. I read a news article about this, about this mythical haunted road and uh, they're like, they they asked this family that there's a family that lived there about the 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 phantom truck, and it was like, well, it's funny, uh, it's funny I because right 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 around the time where this story of the phantom truck showed up, we bought a big ass truck, <laughs> and maybe you don't see it when it turned up because I turned off to my driveway at the same time. That's awesome. <laughs> it's just. But like it's funny how some of these ghost stories is like most haunted place in the United States and it's like oh it's just like one family just messing with people who try and like oh, with teenagers hanging out at cemet- in, at re- in remote cemeteries and stuff it's it's because we like the scary stories like mm-hmm. any like, and one of the things that that people are most scared of is like what happens to you like like death and all that stuff is is, is scary in and of itself but like what happens to you after you die? And so like there's a comfort in being scared by ghost stories, which means there's something after you die. So like we like sharing that kind of stuff. We like sharing that the adventure continues, you know, yeah. like Yeah. Like that it so To be afraid this... to be afraid is to be alive. Yeah. Yeah. And and anybody who's not afraid of anything is just kind of and we are predominantly a safe society like as long we don't have to sit there and think of like the things i mean not so much now but it seemed like we were safer then but um honestly yeah because there there, there weren't as many sources of potential fear to inundate us yeah right and now now we unfortunately have lost that wonder that we were able to have by telling the stories because now you can go on social media and or the actual god forbid one of the 900 news network see something horrible happen yeah. And... Sorry. Uh we talk about stories a lot on this on this show and uh like I think that's like what the, what what a lot of it boils down to is there's a time when like telling stories was like the point of them was to, you know, like warn your children, "Hey, don't go out into the woods at night." You know, don't accept gifts from random people you don't know. Don't, you know, you know all kinds of this stuff and uh I think that's sort of like where some a lot of this like stems from. So, yeah, we one of the um, sorry, my train of thought just went to shit. Mister looks, Mister looks at phone. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, (laughs) crippled with fear. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, that I I do I do get stuck in the doom scrolling, like and seeing what's happening and being like, motherfucker. Yeah, you know. But I had a thought. I got I opened up Twitch and saw like the chat going. I was like, oh my god, things happened. Yeah, <laughs> there was people talking. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I enjoy this time of year. I enjoy I enjoy celebrating it, especially since I wasn't able to. I I enjoy being able to do that for my children, you know. And seeing seeing the different change is like they don't they don't tell the ghost stories. They don't tell like nothing satanic. Their ghost stories are like 
just ghost stories. They're like the, the ones that you see like on, you know, the Disney Channel or like the kids shows that they tell each other. And I listen to mm-hmm. them tell the stories that we used to attribute to demons and devils and all these other random things. And they just tell these like stories like, and now they're at the stage where my, my 13 year old and my 10 year old are both, you know, scary stuff. You ever read this book? They started reading scary stories to tell in the dark, you know, and it's, it's neat to see the cycle mm-hmm. as it comes back around. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's all creepy pastas and, uh, you know, stories of the smiling man and slender man and slender stuff man like that. <laughs> Yeah, if you think yeah. about it, it's it. Urban legends were passed from by word of mouth. Slender Man, all all of these news stories are passed by IM word of by, internet. I DM by word by word of internet. It's yeah. it's no different. What? Did we ever do a Slender Man episode? Because he's he's from around here. More in Wisconsin, I think. No, he's what? Illinois. Is he? I yeah, was Wisconsin he's a those he's a. Yeah, but he the, the it originate or the origin was from. Uh, Near where you guys are, I think it's a South Chicago suburb. What's wild is we're getting these new cryptids, right? And the new mm-hmm. cryptids are popping into our, our, and they come up from these memes and these these stories. And like my son is obsessed with the back rooms. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about it, mm-hmm. but the back rooms is at any point in time while walking around, you can slip and clip into the black. The, they actually call it clipping. Yeah. Like we used to for the old games, you put in the yeah. seat code, you can walk through walls, but you would clip into the back rooms, which is this, the entryway that you get in there is this old moldy office building. That's like, it's like the floors are wet. It's kind of smelly. The, uh, the lights are the old fluorescence and that's where you're trapped. And that started a few years ago to now it's evolved to this infinite layered thing with creatures that have too many teeth in their head and smile and they, they hunt you down, but the people that are frowning save you and all yeah. these other monsters. And, and it's these levels upon levels and they grow as people tell these stories online and then the yeah. message boards. And I wonder what, I think that's an you, SCP. An SCP. Yeah. SCPs <laughs> are another one. too. Yeah. yeah. See, um, Richard Matheson back in the late sixties when he when he was doing short format stories for like magazines and for TV shows and whatnot, he wrote a story where under the couch of this young couple, they just they have a baby and a dog, and you know they're probably like early thirties because it's like the sixties or probably late twenties. The ba- the baby's gone and they can't find it anywhere, and they they realize that there's a portal to another like dimension uh, under the couch. Yeah, it's like clipping with ours. And they can hear the baby in the walls, but they can also hear something chasing the infant, like, and they don't, they don't know what it is. And so they actually, no, like, thank you. <laughs> they have a bib and they like, and they, they have their, the dog like sniff it and they send the family dog under the couch to get the baby and it, it, it retrieves their child, but then it's like the dog is like all jacked up from whatever was under the couch. Oh, fuck. And. Yeah, so so, so, so so that idea, I mean, this predates Gary Gygax and, and the, the the material plane and the astral plane, and you know, it, it but, predates D and D and all this stuff. But that story of like the monsters under the bed and the unnamed secret things, like that uh-huh. goes back to folklore. Yeah, like you know, like Celtic folklore, you could fall into Tirnanog and be stuck with the, you know, you got the Scandinavian Hildefolk, where you can get in there and get stuck with the. Uh, 
go to wherever the elves live. You know, God forbid there's trolls and dwarves and everything in through all of Saxony and like all of these stories. Comes, it's like, funny because it's almost into, like, it's almost gone. Like, it's gone from like fairy rings to uh, like internet glitch or into like glitches in the Matrix yeah, sort of thing. You know? in the Matrix. What, funny. What's funny is there was a weird one. Like we had a weirdo neighbor, um, and they used to tell us that we had to find the face in our trees, and it turned out to be a Celtic folklore thing. Find the face of the trees that you could show respect to the trees because at night. They flip upside down and they walk around. And if you find the face and are respectful, they won't harm you. Oh. And so, like, she had me at, like, I was seven, digging holes around all my trees to find the face. Because the face was always just underground. So that I could be nice to the trees. And I was like, man, I was... In telling the story, I realized I was an incredibly gullible child. Yeah. Um, it sounds like the lady just wanted you to be quiet and dig some holes for a while. You know what? That's right. If I'm anything like I am now, it's probably super fucking annoying. Not a, you're not alone in that, Joel. Uh, ben, you, you know the green Lucky Charms story. Right? <laughs> yes. Well, like, my brother and I were like four or five, and we were obsessed with Lucky Charms. And so we're we'd seen the we we'd seen the commercials on the on the cartoons, so we just presumed it to be amazing before even tasting it. So we rip open the bag and we're about to jump in. My dad's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! What are you doing?" We're like, "We're we're gonna eat Lucky Charms." He's like, "Without the milk?" I'm like, "Yeah, we're just gonna eat it." He's like, "Have you removed the poison marshmallows?" We're like, "What what are you talking about?" He's like, "You see how the green ones have a skull and crossbones?" We didn't know what a four leaf clover was at the time. <laughs> We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't presume to inspect Lucky or the box. Like, Dad, why would there be poison marshmallows in the Lucky? He's like, obviously, to catch kids who don't pay attention. You, you, what, you think you're going to stuff, stuff food in your mouth without thinking? You, you see people get sick? You see people die in movies? This is the, you know, this is the, your entryway into watching what you eat. you got to remove the green marshmallows. And so we're like, fine. So we pour out. It's to make sure you slow down and don't don't just like yeah yeah snark. You be careful. kids this is a metaphor for life and we're like oh my gosh so we pour out the lucky charms on the onto the kitchen table and we like separate mechanically separate the green marshmallows from the rest of the cereal we do this for about two years I'm going out to the to the living room to watch Pokemon like on a Saturday morning and my dad is just sitting there eating the bowl. <laughs> So you are, you are not, you're not alone, Joel. This is odd. Like the, the the imagery of you being like, what? Well, it's only poisonous to kids. <laughs> it's like honey. You're it's like honey. Little... Your your stomach wasn't developed yet. Yeah. yeah, you're a little you're a little bitch. I'm a man. I can do what I want. <laughs> uh, so I mean... again, we realize that again of all of the people in this in this podcast is uh, Ben is the only one raised somewhat normal. Yeah. <laughs> I like More to like think it. so. Yeah, ben is, the, ben is the only one without a slew of assholes in his past being like, let me tell you this. Let me just lie to my child. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if they did, I, I haven't. If if they did when I was growing up, I haven't. I haven't discovered it yet. But you haven't fucking crazed out yet. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I think that's the end of our sort of ghost stories. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, it was a it was a good time. Little little trip down some memory lanes there. Some some fun little childhood stories. Um, again, uh, we'll be uh, next week. We'll be covering Escape from Under Mountain by Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony, and then. Uh, if we see you on Thursday, we see you on Thursday again. Our DM has uh, had a baby, so we're going to be uh, kind of in a holding pattern on the Dungeons and Dragons uh, for a little bit here. I think uh, we told him to take as much time as he needs. If he we find out it's gonna if it's gonna be a while, we'll probably find something to do in the meantime. Uh, but with that, uh, thanks everybody for watching, uh, and we'll catch you again either Thursday or next week.